Well, it's a special occasion. Abhinay Dio directed a cult film called Delhi Belly and it's 10 years since the making, the release of that cult film. Many, many congratulations. And, uh, you know, directors often say it feels like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, does True. it? You know, because it just, it just takes a part of you. It's in your system, isn't it? I think that's, that's the it reason. Is, it is. It, it is. And, uh, you know, and it is actually, it does feel like it was yesterday because, you know, I don't think a film like Delhi Belly particularly, you know, that it's so, the fun that we had making it is so vivid and stored so fresh in my head still that it actually does feel like it couldn't have been 10 years, man. It is not possible. 10 months, perhaps, not 10 years. Uh, uh, forgive me, I should have asked this question first. Abhinay, I hope the family and you are safe and healthy and, uh, you know, everybody's got their vaccines. Absolutely. Everybody is good. Everybody's vaccinated. Parents are, you know, luckily touch wood doing decently. Lovely. So, Akshat Varma, I believe, was a student when he wrote Delhi Belly under a working title. Tell me yeah. how that came to first Amir and then to you, Abhinay. So, it was very funny. You know, the story is funny because he started writing it when he was in UCLA. And uh, I suppose he took about something like seven or eight years or nine years after that, that he kind of kept reviving the film, writing more drafts over drafts. And then finally, he and his partner, Jim Fergeli, decided to come to India to pitch this film to Indian producers. He came into India, spent two weeks, talked to everybody, pitched the film to literally every Tom, Dick and Harry of Bollywood industry. And everybody showed them the door, sometimes showed them the door really quickly after hearing what this film is all about. And on their way out, they were taking a flight out of uh, Bombay. And they came to, they, they said, okay, last copy left, this ka printout nikala hai. So let me just go and give it to Amir Khan. Though Amir Khan is lagan, no chance, I mean, why would he make a film like this? But, you know, nevertheless, let's give it. They send it to him, uh, they delivered it to his house, somebody took it and put it on a big pile of scripts that always, always is lined up in Amir's house. Amir, the, I think the next, very next night, okay, Amir and Kiran were supposed to go on some event. Amir was getting ready. Kiran was waiting for him. She just went through the pile and picked up the top film, the top script, which was lying there. That happened to be Delhi Billy because it was the, the last film, that last script that somebody had given one day before. Started reading, saying that, okay, Delhi Billy sounds like an interesting title. Let's go. Yeah. In the first five minutes, she started laughing. Amir said, what are you laughing about? He said, there's a crazy script here. He said, really? Okay, read it aloud. She started reading aloud. They finally, they don't go to the event. They both finished the script. They read it and they were laughing, falling, you know, falling uh, uh, of their chair laughing. And the same night, they called Akshat and uh, Jim, said that, listen, where are you guys? And they said, we've just about landed and uh, just about the whole jet lag business is happening. He says, okay, time to get back onto a flight and come back because we're... And it, this is exact. And I'm not kidding. It's over within the span of the next 96 hours, these guys were back into India. And funnily enough, this is an incredible piece of coincidence. Akshat Varma and uh, Jim Fergeli calls me up from LA after they have already spoken to Akhet because Rami tells them that, hey, listen, you also think of directors, I'll also think of directors, but let's make this film immediately. Akshat Varma and Jim have referenced some ad films of mine. They make a call to me saying that, hey, there is this film we really want you to do and we are going to be in India in the next few days. So please, um, we are mailing you the script, read it. The same night, same day, I get a call from Amir Khan Productions saying that Amir wants to meet you. Can you come tomorrow? 
I'm like, wow, you know, an advertising filmmaker just deciding to get into films and Chappar Fadke, there is Hollywood calling, Bollywood calling, everybody's calling and Amir Khan calling. I mean, come on. And the next day I landed up at Amir's house. Amir gives me a hard copy to say that, why don't you read it? I know and get back to me. And I look, looked at it as Delhi Belly and the previous night itself, I'd finished reading the mail that Jim had sent me, which was Delhi Belly. And I said, one second, Amir, somebody is taking a mickey out of you because this is the same film that I've been offered from. And then he cleared it. He said, Are, no, 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 it's the same guys. And I'm surprised that we both thought of the same direction. So this is how, you know, it landed in my lap. Wow. Wow. So, you know, I, I went to school with Kiran. So I always tell her this saying that Amir has become a lot more chilled out <laughs> over the sands yeah. of time. But back then he had a very clear thing of, you know, squeaky clean cinema and this and that. Then Delhi Belly has happened and Peeply Live has happened and Dhobi Ghat has happened. Was was anybody in the production house at that point of time worried that it might spoil Amir Khan production's squeaky clean image or they had already started getting out of it and gone edgy? No, no, no. Everyone, including Amir, everybody. Like, for example, I will tell you this. While we were making this, Amir was continuously... You know, breathing down my neck saying that uh, Abhinay, mera barbad nahi kar hai na, bhai. <laughs> and I still keep telling him, no, 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 I mean, trust me. If there is anybody who should take this kind of a, make this kind of a film and take this chance and risk, it is you. Trust me on that. And he said, no, 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 I know, I know. Don't worry. Tu ja bana bana. So he was very, very supportive, but quite apprehensive. And I have to tell you this, this is crazy. The first screening that Amir did. Guess what Amir did? Amir called all his friends, you know, which are a bunch of doctors, very, very accomplished doctors. And, and he got his mom into the screening. He got a lot of people and the average age in the room was around 45, 50. And I'm like, well, listen, Amir, this is not fair. You can't be showing this film in the first screening to a audience which is not even meant for, you know. So, and we got bashed. Like Amir's, uh, you know, that time Amir had a security person who told him, sir, please aap ye film release mat karo. I'm not kidding. This is quote unquote, all this is happening. Wow. <laughs> is it true that Ranbir Kapoor and Chitrangada Singh uh, were in mind initially and then it didn't work out? I mean, there's a lot of water has flown under the bridge. So now you can talk about it perhaps. No, no, of course. No, even then I would not have a problem talking. Yes, Ranbir was contacted. And uh, the way it worked was actually almost half the industry was caught up because we were making a film which nobody really had a decision to. I mean, we, we didn't know. And I wanted to be very sure that the, the actors that we get for this get the film first, you know, that they get it, that this is humor, which is different, language, which is different. The pitch of performance is different. My way of my vision to direct it is different. Everything is going to be different. So, you know, so that's the reason why when we contacted and the very exhaustive casting exercise happened, there were a lot of actors, you know, who are very established actors today were contacted for this film. And it was not about whether they did the film later and something went wrong. It's just that, you know, it was about who was absolutely right for the film. And for me, what worked was that Imran, while he had done only one film till then, but his image was a chocolate boy, you know, and that worked out extremely well because I wanted a cast, which is an ensemble cast where nobody can expect what is going to happen. You know, I didn't want anybody to overshadow. It had to be a very, you know, kind of a balanced out casting. And that's why, that's how we landed up finally with the balanced cast rather than, and a quite a fresh cast rather than somebody 
who came with a certain amount of stardom or baggage i'm going to come back to the casting a little later in this discussion again but did you get 75 cuts from the censor board or is that just chinese whispers and what were some of the crucial scenes or dialogues that were cut no nothing was cut that oh, is the wow. funniest part <laughs> nothing you go like online they, and people say 75 cuts and 80 yeah, cuts yeah nothing, nothing wow nothing. actually i'll tell you what if i'm not wrong there's some three or four cuts that were asked for and that again were not cuts of any visual they wanted us to cut certain bad words okay and that's when we turned around and told them but see our main thing was that amir and me had applied for an adult certification we we were not even trying for a ua we said if there is anything worse than a certification please give us that so because of that they were already kind of uh, on the side you know on the, the back side foot. of uh, you and me both love cricket <laughs> yeah exactly so they were already on back foot and they said uh, yeah okay and then we argued it saying that yaar abhi itne sare bad words to hai ab ye ek aur aa jata hai to matlab how do we differentiate between one bad word to another come on so they finally said okay theek hai no problem there were no cuts no cuts wow i love the soundtrack it's absolutely timeless and ram sampad at the time abine was predominantly yeah. doing jingles for advertising and uh, his uh, early independent music which is color blind the band if you remember mm. getting him on did, does that mean that you guys used to do a lot of advertising work together did he do jingles for you and things like that absolutely yeah. ram was doing probably majority of the work that i used to produce and direct in advertising and he had done some award winning absolutely kick ass stuff for me and i and he had a be- beautiful tuning going and um, and also when we when i decided that when i make my first film it's going to be ram who's going to do the music because my tuning with him is so good that we are going to be able to crack it you know and that's exactly what happened i mean so many tracks that we did and we put into delhi belly were already tried by us in advertising which the clients had bought can you imagine and some of those tracks and ideas we put it into delhi belly tracks which became iconic wow and using kirti sagathia you know him and his dad are known for gujarati folk and also yeah. suraj jagan who was a popular advertising jingle singer again a rock band background so the choice of singers and then eventually you know chetan shashital does so many impersonations as kid starting off in the vo business we used to come to famous and used to watch him and say yeah. wow man you know this is totally cool so uh, wonderful to have him do a kl segal piece where did yeah. that come from so let's talk about chetan shashital and the kl segal piece suraj jagan and kirti so chetan i'll tell you that this particular track which is the segal blues that track was a track that we me and ram had made for a advertising brand and it was bounced can you imagine we had done an impersonation of segal sab and said ke you know one we did one bluesy beautiful track like that in advertising for a 30 40 second ad and that was bounced because they said no no ye kaun sunega ye to bahut purana hai this and that and ye to didn't work so we we had kept it on the you know in the in the closet somewhere to say that you know this is a gem which we will take out when the right opportune moment comes and i think delhi belly offered us that moment that it was a whacked out film and we brought that same track out it was not obviously lyrically it was not the same track but the idea that chetan will do a kl segal and he had done the same kl segal for us in the track as well so then we got him down and we made wrote a full song around it and made him do this and i used it on the title sequence so i was very clear what i wanted as far as uh, suraj and uh, kirti are concerned i think you know one of the most important things to uh, in my opinion around 2010 11 when we were you know in the post of the film was that you know advertising had a a new sound or rather advertising kept reinventing itself time and again but features are bollywood was 
you know was actually in a very very strange place you know it we had kind of established ourselves there was no new sound that had come in you know and we were desperate to kind of we had sworn to ourselves that you know in delhi belly we are not going to get anybody you know who is the the popular so called you know big daddies of uh, of music not that they are bad and they're great but we just wanted a fresh voice to this film you know sonically the film needed to be as fresh as visually or conceptually the film was and that's the reason why we chose to go you know we chose to go with even singers who were completely from a different uh, milieu Yeah you're right you know because you can you can get the maestros like the Sonu Nigams and the Udit Narayans and get them to sing for an Amir production Amir Khan productions film but yeah. you know there is a like a zameen aasman ka fark if you look at Delhi Belly the film itself so you know yeah. i think in retrospect the choices that you made especially the given the songs that they are because yeah. what suraj does is a regular song a rock song what kirti yeah. does is you know drawn from a gujju to tonality so those were very interesting things the song dk boss tell me about the lyric writing process for that cuz it is a north indian expletive it screams at you from all sides but uh, you know it's tricky writing down the lyric for a song like that no no absolutely and i'll i'll give you a a small story which happened you know which really helped this song to come about we were i wanted a song for the chains okay when these the ceiling collapses and these yeah. boys are running from these guys so this song has been used in two three places in the film and i wanted a chase song okay so you know to and i'm apna uh, ram had done a couple of versions and he did something and i was like no ram you know we are not there i said it's edgy but you know we really need to go chappar phad ke you know we need to really blow people's mind and he said yeah but you know tell me abhi what do you think i mean lyrically give me a thought and i was not getting a thought i was like okay let me think a bit because it's very difficult to write a song for a chase right yeah. you know you can write a song for love and for sadness and for pathos and all that but how do you write something for a chase you know and and that too i'm writing it for different chases in the film you know so i kept saying that you know it needs to have something which is very catch then we were having dinner at his studio and um, and me and akshat verma started talking about something came up okay and uh, we started talking about school days and in the school days the conversation went towards how in school we could not give bad words right because it was forbidden so what we used to do is we used to call different things you know with different names to instead of the bad <laughs> word so the guy who's saying it and the guy who's hearing it receiving it both knew what i was talking but it was not a bad word like you would call somebody a basket okay now you very obviously know what the bad word behind it is but the fact is i'm still very safe in calling him a basket you know so the similarly akshar turned around and said ki you know in delhi when i was growing up the thing was dikebos uh, and uh, and this is all normal conversation going neither of us are thinking that we should put it into a lyrics ram is listening to everything and ram suddenly said wait a minute let me go and try something and we said okay so we are having dinner ram goes inside 45 minutes later he calls us and he said i've got a riff listen to this he makes us hear this we are blown we are like <laughs> are you kidding me like this is going to be this is going to get banned okay this is going to throw us out amir will throw us out of this film if we, so we said okay the proof of the pudding is in eating it made a call to amir 11 in the night we call amir to the studio saying that listen we think we have got a you know like a like a gem in our hands but you need to hear it he said okay tell me uh, phone pe suna de i said no 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 you please come here so he came to ram studio at 11:30 or something he hears it first thing he turns around and looks at me and says abhinay 
तू ये फिल्म के साथ ना मेरा करियर खत्म करने वाला है Nitin's role, which is Kunal Roy Kapoor's role, and obviously it was not possible because you know Amir was preparing for Gajni, so he was ripped and everything. And Nitin was supposed to be this sloth, you know, slobby kind of a big guy with a lot of beard and you know not bathes for three three days. So that was what the the requirement was. So obviously he couldn't do that. So post that, one point came when he said, "Okay, so I can't be in the role, uh, film. So don't worry." So I kept thinking about it, and we said, "Okay, okay, there is this disco fighter that we created a character called Disco Fighter, which is the film that uh, Arup goes to see, which is Veer Das's character wants to go and see, and he's a big fan of Disco Fighter. So we created this image, and we requested him, 'Can we put you on the poster as in and as Amir Khan in and as Disco Fighter?' And he said, 'Yeah, yeah, dal de dal de.' Now that was the you know the foot into the door that I wanted. After that, slowly I started putting in the thought in his mind that, 'Listen, what if we do this one?' last item number with you in it you've never done an item number in your life and you probably will never do any time after he said yaar pagal hai kya no 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 just a song about what song i said the us disco fighter and then he finally got convinced about it slowly and then that was the last song we shot by the way that was the last thing we did after the edit was ready and everything was ready we shot that and then we put it into the edit <laughs> clever way of getting him to do it step by step <laughs> <laughs> now let's come back to the casting even veer das kunal roy kapoor purna jagannathan shinaz treasury wala not regular film casting choices you could argue the imran was still okay you know he had a mainstream hit chocolate boy and things like that but these guys definitely were not i mean there were a, a motley crew of vijays comedians uh, kunal being a theater guy and purna who very little known was known off because you know she used to live in the us so right. getting all these together i mean did you have a, a casting director and you sitting in in conjunction take me through the casting so yes we did have a casting director but what we did and i was my brief to the casting director all the or the entire team was very clear i said look this is a kind of where we cannot tip the balance of casting you know it has to be new people or people that are less known it has to be people that we don't know audience should not be able to expect something of. like imagine if you put a uh, amir khan there i mean you know that it's his film you know or at least that's what they think and that was detrimental to the you know to the film or to the shocks that the film and the characters were going to give you you know so that is the reason why the brief itself was let's get the right actors not the stars you know and if the right actor is a star great but if the right actor is not a star i will still go and cast that person so we went for what was in the script on the page and what was my vision and then cast it accordingly like purna we found purna in such a odd way because purna had done very little work by then and she used to stay in the us and and uh, akshat knew her slightly and he said you know there is this you know oddish person who i know who is quite uh, you know unconventionally pretty but 
at the same time she is very very lovely and vivacious and i said yeah let's see and we saw her pictures and then she sent a self audition kind of thing from america and then and we were like my god she is absolutely amazing you know and she's just right because I, that's what i needed i wanted something which is the opposite of of shena's tragedy bala like you know so that is exactly what we found in purna so likewise i mean even as far as vijayraj's casting is concerned you know nobody had thought of vijayraj till that point as a mainstream menacing villain yeah and i actually was so convinced about it you know that like for example akshat had written the uh, the villain's name in the film was cowboy you know and he's supposed to wear the boots and a stetson and and you know walk around with a gun in his holster and i said no this won't work this is not my villain because this doesn't exist in india i mean in in the wild west maybe but not here yeah. so let's turn it around into making him a very very menacing guy but a scrawny tiny small unassuming guy but a guy who comes up with a thought of putting a firecracker up somebody's bum you know what i'm saying that is what i needed i needed madness rather than you know the outside look so casting was one of the most difficult exercises but probably one of the most incredible ones yeah vijayraj was so so stellar you know not so true of delhi belly because in a lot of ways it had already achieved a lot of popularity at release time and you know for all practical purposes to me it was a hit and then over the sands of time it's it's gotten more and more followers so i'm not going to liken it to a yash chopra film not working in the day or you know a gurudat film not working in the day but there is no discounting the fact that a whole new genre of people who are crazy about delhi belly has opened up and these are the film school students who turn around yeah. and say wow man you know abhinay what a film you made this that and apparently you also went to harvard to talk about the film what is that about absolutely yeah that was that was amazing because harvard um, and amazingly harvard film school never called me it was the harvard business school which called me, which wow. is possibly one of the biggest uh, business schools best business schools in the world and and they called me to talk about the business of cinema you know and how and why would a film like delhi belly and the, the you know actually they went into the depths of it you know so i had this long one to one chat with almost 2000 students you know and uh, it was quite crazy that they invited me and they hosted me there and it was i was the keynote speaker i was the you know the one who ended the entire you know i mean it was crazy because just before me was like uh, nobel prize winners and stuff like that who are talking wow. and after that comes a director who has made a very irreverent crazy film like delhi belly and who sits there and, and concludes the entire session with his uh, with his last bit it was nuts it was quite crazy i mean i was quite surprised and taken aback by that invitation but it was such a pleasure being with the students who asked some of the most incredibly relevant questions lovely and you know to me i've told you that the day i met you that i'm a huge fan of your filmmaking and it precedes even 24 and delhi belly and you know i, I still own a okay. dvd of game i, I love the film so oh, much wow. i mean the way it is yeah. slickly filmed and shot and it was executed and things like that really remarkable okay. stuff bloopers things that happened on location and set delhi belly which you know people like to know everybody likes to know bts stuff <laughs> i agree with you and uh, funnily enough uh, rishike this this one you know this film has got so many of them like you know i have memories and so fresh in my head right now like for example one of the biggest bloopers which has made it into the film really okay which is lundri it was not there in the script it was written as laundry by dear akshat and the guy who went out there and he was obviously uh, you know mispronounced the word and he said uh, in the rehearsal so it was wow. not even the take in, in the rehearsal he said sir lundri and he said oh sorry sorry sir sorry 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 i i fell out laughing okay because i was like what was that 
and then i went back to him and i told him nahi aap lundri bolna bhi and everybody is like nahi nahi sir sir kya bol rahe ho i said nahi nahi aap lundri bolna trust me it is the best thing that could have happened to this scene you just call it lundri and he, and he didn't couldn't believe that i was actually you know going to go with what he mispronounced something as and then i mean everything else is history i mean lundri has become a bloody you know uh, iconic uh, word suddenly it's 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 a part of the oxford dictionary and <laughs> hopefully not but <laughs> but that is one the other one like there were there were crazy loopers like for example i remember quite distinctly that we had we were filming the scene where vijay raj takes you know opens the first time he opens what he thinks is the diamonds and he pours it into this beautiful red felt and what comes out is it is is a loose you know <laughs> really lumpy looking you know crack and um, this what happened was when we were rehearsing it okay this was made by the art director i told them listen sure. you need to make it look like very realistic i wanted to i don't care even if you really get some somebody's uh, loosies into the plate i don't care but it has to look very very authentic and he said yeah 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 i'll do something and we got it and one of my costume ads a girl unassuming poor little thing who had no idea what we were shooting she was uh, uh, behind vijayraj's costume she happened to be there and i said listen i need a red felt right so it was one of the requirements that you know red felt and i said get me at least 10 pieces of it because they are going to be retakes and yeah and i said okay let's see whether the felt absorbs the liquid so in front of her i poured it okay and i'm not kidding she had no clue what was coming right so she saw that and she couldn't control herself the, and and she had this sudden requirement to throw up because Ouch. she saw <laughs> oh my god that was a like it really and we were shooting it in the middle of the night in chor bazar okay and in this really dingy place and all that and she was already kind of you know middle of the night at 1 o'clock we were shooting the scene and she comes up and i just said okay and i poured it on one dummy kind of felt to see it and she looked at it and she could not stop herself she went out and puked you know and and she said what is this abhinay sir why are you doing this and i said are hello this is the scene read the script you know and and that is not real so it was so real it looked so real. she said no but i smelled it i said no you didn't it is made out of plaster of paris you couldn't have had any flavor to it or any scent to it so this is like some very very crazy kind of uh, scenarios happening lovely what are you working on now what can your fans expect i mean uh, have you used the lockdown to you know wrap your head around some new concepts scripts absolutely absolutely actually that's all that i've been doing in the last one and a half year which is to come up with multiple projects that wrote lots of stuff I, you know reinvented myself on many levels got the time to re- press the reset button you know and and finally i think 10 years later after really really i think i'm ready to do another version not version i would say another film like in the same genre of delhi so we actually are writing something right now which is in the same genre same craziness and same madness of course nothing to do with delhi delhi at all it's a completely fresh idea but yes it is something that i'm really looking forward to now and reactions over the years you know sundry people just coming up to you and saying that you know this is the maker of delhi belly uh, that yeah. must happen very very often you know yeah, and uh, tell me some some most memorable things that people have said to you about the film I'll tell you in I'll tell you something that uh, was a very memorable thing but for the negative reason I had a woman walk up to me in her probably closing her 50s and said ke and and and, and a bunch of them actually there were three of them you know who come, came up to me and said you are the director of Delhi Belly no I said yeah and then one of the ladies said ke 
you should be ashamed of yourself such a vahiyat film you have made i'm not kidding this is this is happened to me okay you should be ashamed of it you are a son of such doyens of the film industry how can you make a film like this it is so demeaning and where is that amir khan i want to talk to him also i said are bhago bhaiya idhar se because before me and amir get pelted so this is this is the negative extreme of what somebody from their heart has spoken to me about but the positive has been just overwhelming you know it's like just a it's just a pleasure to be uh, getting such crazy reviews and remarks people from all over the world have contacted me to tell me that uh, you know that they enjoyed the film and how they they are looking at indian cinema in a different way thanks to this film that how many doors and windows have opened there is one of the writers i must tell you about a young kid okay happened to be from london who called me once and said ki sir it is delhi belly that the film that actually got me out of the closet and i was like oh okay wow. hang on what was that all about so he said no 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 don't it's not i'm not talking about any other type of closet i'm talking about the fact that for all my years i kept feeling that toilet i used to write short stories with toilet humor with crazy ideas with some innuendos to it and everybody kept bashing me down saying that what kind of crap are you writing okay an indian guy he said for the first time and he had joined a business school he was doing mba somewhere and he said that i saw delhi belly and i had already finished one year of mba i gave it up and i got back to writing you know writing the stuff that i used to do earlier only because i my faith in my own self got renewed after i saw a film like this so thank you so, so much for that i think that's a that's as good as it can get beautiful beautiful really you know cinema meaningful cinema always gets you a vista kaleidoscope of uh, emotions yeah. and reactions abinadio thank you so much for this chat and uh, may there be many more variations of the genre <laughs> of films that you make keep inspiring people and you know congratulations again for 10 years of this fantastic film called delhi belly thank you. cheers thank you so much ishikesh thanks a lot